<laughs> Alrighty, so we're back with our second episode. I don't know why I hit the thing. Alright, so we're back with our second episode. And the topic of this episode is black women being fetish fetishized. And they can't give me any. I don't know. That's how do you say it? Right, yeah. <laughs> just black women, black people, black people in general, being a fetish just in the kink community altogether. Like BBC is a thing, and then you know when you see a black girl, it's like oh, you know, ebony woman. Right. <laughs> like it's all, but it's it's a thing. Like white men usually fetish black women. I've seen black, what black people do the same as well, though. But we're just, just gonna focus on the topic, huh? <laughs> well, I'm saying, okay. Well, we're. I feel like, as just being black altogether, it's we're always been a fetish. It's, yeah, we're a fetish. We're something exotic. We're something like you don't want to see. You don't want. You don't want anyone to see us with you in public. But you want to, you know, fuck us in private. That's my opinion on it. Because you have people that are like, all right, I know my family or people that are like, where I'm trying to get to aren't going to approve of my um, other half. Exactly. So they fuck with black women on the low. Yeah, but I mean, it's not necessarily like, I don't know, because it's it's a it's a two way street. I mean, I'm, I go both ways when it comes to that, because for me personally, I being a lesbian, you know, black person, it just don't, I know for my, me, I dress a certain way, so people automatically just assume that I'm gay, so that's okay, but I've seen people that dress as a regular female, that date females, but don't tell anybody, because they know how they'll be judged, and this goes for white and black people. Yeah, but <clears throat> I feel like when it comes to black women, and black women specifically, I can say that because me, myself, I'm a black woman. You've been fetish And I have been, but I've had, I've had guys say, oh, you know, you're you're black. I've always wanted a black woman. Oh, I always wanted to be a black woman. Like I'm some sort of fucking. Me too. Like yeah, <laughs> but it's like dang, like okay, like why? What is black. wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? But it's oh, the way your curves are, and da, 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 da. okay, there are white women with curves. <laughs> there are other other races with curves. Yeah. So why why just the black woman? Because they they know. They feel like, especially the white guys that have money. I guess white people, because black black men are fetishized too. Because you got the whole BBC thing, and that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, so, BBC white girl takes BBC. Da, 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 da. Like every, I'm sure, <laughs> but I'm sure every black guy doesn't have a big cock. I'm sure you just shouldn't use that word. No, I don't think I should. <laughs> use that word. Every, every black guy doesn't have a big penis. I don't know. I haven't seen the penis of every black guy, but I'm just saying. I'm just gonna assume that every black guy doesn't have a big penis. I mean, that's not. But that's the stereotype. But that, yeah, that's the stereotype. And then the uh, then it goes. You know, with black women, all the curves and the ass and every black woman does not have a big ass or hips at all. (laughs) I mean, that's true. But you know, people don't see it that way. They see it their way, and they usually pay for what they want, which is what I was going to say. Um, you know, it's a lot of, they feel like they can control black women or okay, black people with money because they feel like, all right, if I pay you to do this, it's not really fetishizing. I see you. 
I'm not really fetishizing you. It's more of I'm paying you to be who you are. And that's how people start to look at it. Even though, initially, it's still a fetish. You're not saying, oh, well, I'm going to get paid for this. You're exploiting yourself as a race, really. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, the people who make money off of that, like... It's just like I mean you know I don't I don't doubt anybody's hustle like do what you gotta do girl like you know but it's but like don't doubt the next person either. right like like I told you about that couple that wanted me to like make them slaves like it, it was a Caucasian couple and they they wanted like this wife his the wife was so obsessed with black people it was crazy. But you also have to understand, it goes back to history, too, and the making, you know, desegregation just happened, like, 50 years ago. Right, so, right. You know, people, it, let, let's put that in your head, it, 50 years ago. My mom is almost 50. Right. So, you know, that, that's, um, that's, that's a thing. She's still alive to see it, it be a thing and then it not be a thing. Right. So, for white people, it was never a thing for them. They never cared. So, for them just to go, hey, I want to go pick a nigga that's really what they're doing yeah. they're picking what they want specifically and i see black women say oh well i want a white man because i want a pretty daughter with pretty hair and pretty eyes then you're feeding into that yeah whole aspect yeah because having caucasian in you isn't some creatures. kind of weird beautifying uh serum or something like I-, I just don't understand that. and that's not downing white people at all because you know of course i i love people of of every color if you find you find <laughs> but my thing is when it comes to just like like I said with the couple going back to that they really like they wanted some weird reverse role slavery thing but usually it makes them feel better about their ancestors yeah and, definitely and, and for me I yes my ancestors my close ancestors because it is 50 years ago my close ancestors were enslaved but we talking about 200 years back I, I can't fault anybody for what they did 200 years ago yeah but no. i can only fault you for what you do today if you see injustice for black people and you stand around and not do anything i can fault you for that because that's today but or if you yourself are racist i can fault you for that because that's today but you know if you can sit if you if you can consider yourself a racist and then you can actually sit and talk to people of any other race and actually realize that you're one closed-minded way of thinking was wrong and you decide to change the way that you think and actually start to help the other races then i can you know say hey you realize all right xyz was wrong let's let's start back over i'm not gonna fault you for anything that you did yesterday right so keep moving forward um that's that's really when it comes to fetishizing fantasizing lusting and everything else for black people now let's go to the other side i've seen like i said black women black men say oh i want a white woman because she's submissive i want a black man i mean a white man because they'll give me pretty babies now you have a fear of white nipples <laughs> so I like, do. I don't, I don't. White nipples scare me. Now, not not every white nipple. It's <laughs> it's the very pink nipples. They they really freak me out. I don't know why. But when it comes to that being said, it's more of all right. Black people are not taught to love other races, but at the same time, it's what you're accustomed to. I've dated white people, black people, Hispanics. I've been in the mix, but you know, it's not something that my mom was like, oh, you got to just date black people. First of all, my mom told me to date black men, period. But you know, (laughs) look at that turned out. See how that turned out. Yeah. So uh, it's not something that I said, oh, I'm just going to rebel and just not do. I I just enjoy women, by the way. Um, 
but for me when I was dating a white girl people looked at me strange like why 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 would you why 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 you want to date her yeah well we had things in common at the time I was in high school everybody got something in common we all go to high school so we had something in common and then you know she turned out years later to just be my best friend we just weren't compatible in a relationship so I go to date a black girl now my mom couldn't stand this girl for whatever odd reason but we you know we moved in together we had a decent relationship then we moved on then I went to another white girl and her parents were just against her being with a woman period so I was like you know cool you know dissolve that whole situation start dating a Hispanic person same situation but all of those other people were taught date men date inside of your race especially hispanics they just they just don't like to mix it's yeah kind of thing. so you know with that situation it was oh we just not gonna acknowledge the fact so but it was more of a fetish for her because she was like oh well my parents don't like it so i'm gonna do it anyway because it's that rebellion. Yeah. Like, it, you don't really want to be with me. Yeah. But because it's against what your family believes, you're going to do it. <laughs> I, I'm a task. I'm something you, you need to accomplish. Yeah. And, I mean, for everybody has been a notch on somebody's belt. And so, that that's just a thing. I don't care what you say. You have been somebody's experiment. Whether they fell in love with you or not, you were still at a point somebody else's task to see what they can get out of you or see what they can get for themselves. I agree. I mean... But, like, black people and white people go. And I can only speak on that because I'm black and I've dated white people. You know, I've been on the other side. I've also dated black women. I have a black woman now who, um, you know, is submissive. But white black men are always oh i want to date a white woman because she's submissive i want to date an asian chick because she's submissive when hello (laughs) us us black girls here we are submissive but so many black women are taught oh you have to be strong you can't let anyone use you and but at the same time because we are a bdsm focused podcast this goes back to say all right black women can be submissive but if you ain't got no job you ain't got no car. You ain't got nothing going to yourself. What What am I... I'm, I might as well be submitted to your mama because that's where you live at. So what, what am I doing? Now, I can't say that for everybody. Some women are just not going to be submissive, especially when it comes to black women because they are taught to be strong and independent and all this other stuff. But it's also... But it takes for a special person... Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. It takes for a special person to come and say, hey, you know, it's okay. Let your guard down. Let me take care of you. Yeah, and that too, but women, women, black women, I should say, are always taught as a competition. They have to be better than the next black woman. So if you're submitting and you're submitting to a man, whether it's male, whether it's black, white, anything, submitting to a man in front of other black women means you lost. Yeah, yeah. And in the black community, that's that's usually how it is. And it sucks that it's like that. But even me, as a woman, submitting to a, another woman, that makes me look weak as well to other black women who don't understand and that's another thing. When you don't understand things, you tend to fear them. Because most vanilla people, just in general, look at you crazy anyway. When you have on a collar or you have on, you know, your ears or anything like that, any kind of gear, they look at you crazy. And it's like, okay, well, what the hell well, my is thing that? Is, is it's not so much, well, it's because they don't understand, but at the same time, they feel like, oh, well, 50 years ago, 50 to 100 years ago, we had to wear collars as slaves. But we had to do this and we had to do that. We had to submit to the white man. And that has nothing to do with BDSM. Like, not at all. Like, it brings back... Everything comes back to, to slavery. Like, okay, race play. 
people like i said the whole couple you know people do this all the time they want a black person to whip them and you know tie them up and stuff like that because it makes them feel good about themselves and some black people are like that they want to play the master role like race play is a huge thing you know yeah, I didn't. I wasn't really aware of that actually until um, recently, like not too long ago. Yeah, but they have some couples who, swinger couples who will dress in blackface and whip other white couples. Right, that's a thing. Yeah, but that's what you're into. Now, I'm to say this, and I'm not into this, and I don't know anybody's into this. But bestiality, that's what you into. That's what you. Is it right? No. Is it right to anybody? Probably not. But there are some people that believe they should be having sex with animals. Alright, that's what you or believe. Or trees. Exactly. That's a thing now, too. If that's what you believe, then fine. I mean, you know, that that's it's illegal in most 50 states. <laughs> but, you know, if that's what you believe in, then cool. I mean, nobody's gonna fault you for what you do in your bedroom. Right. Unless you bring yeah. it out of there. And, <laughs> and when it comes to BDSM, like, us as kinksters, so to speak, we're always judged for something. But I think it's now, like, as I see now, even it would just be in 2019... I see the coming, coming out, out yeah, the coming out as kink as being kinky. Like I think it's so cool because it's like, damn, you know, no one's ashamed of it. They're you know posting pictures with their collars. They you know they had their diapers on and stuff like that. And I think it's it's just really amazing. Like I think it's really good to see now, especially more black people. But the thing is, like with age play, you are a grown consenting adult wearing a diaper. You're not a child. You're not having sex with a child. It's not pedophilia. Exactly. So there's no way that we're going to claim them in our community, by the way. This LGBT and allies, um, pedophilia is not one of those allies. Yeah, that's... But who am I to sit there and say, oh, you're wrong? Like with me. I have a little. She's she's a little. Now, did I know anything about it before? No. Did I take on the caregiver role? Yes. But at, in my head, I still knew that she was in a consenting adult over the age of 18. <laughs> and I was not having sex with a child. Like, that, that in my head, that, that correlates... You know, so for people to sit there and say, oh, that's pedophilia. No, it's not. You just don't understand her need to age regress. And if that's what you don't understand, then fine. You know, a lot of therapists say, you know, age regression is a thing and it's probably the best thing for some people. Because yeah, it's very therapeutic. Especially if your childhood was taken away from you. Look at Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson age regressed constantly in front of our eyes. This man had never, never land. A grown 50 year old man had an amusement park in his backyard with animals. Your childhood was ripped away from you at a young age, whether it was sexually, whether your parents did it, whether anybody else took the childhood adolescence away from you. But in his head, he never had it. So, of course, he he had the money to do it. He was going to experience it one way or another. Just like with white people in this age, play, I mean, this race play, they're going to experience it one way, or one, one way or another. They're either going to lash out racially or they're going to do it behind closed doors and allow another black person to take control of them because they feel guilty in a way. Nine times out of ten. So, it's just one of those things that everybody's going to have to come to terms with eventually. I mean, eventually I feel like there will be laws for certain kink-related things. Oh, it's already... Like um, in Alabama, you know, you can't do anal. That's against the law. Really? But you, oh, I didn't know that. It, Exactly. <laughs> but, you know... It, but it, that's... um. What is it? Um, oh, Lord. Femdom? Mm-hmm. Fin, Femdom. Mm-hmm. The ones who make the money from it. Mm-hmm. That's actually becoming illegal. Well, I mean, because that's considered because, prostitution. Yeah, they're looking at it as prostitution. I mean, and even 
or um uh, blackmail and stuff like that even though that's a thing like most a lot of men want to be blackmailed they want you to say oh i'm gonna tell your wife xyz da, da, da. but they're looking at it like straight blackmail and <clears throat> so that's what is being considered so they're they're trying to out a lot of that when there are Men and women out there who who sexually enjoy giving their money to someone else who's demanding it. But my thing is, I don't see where that's hurting anybody. It's putting tax dollars in circulation. I mean, it well, that's the thing. It's not taxed or anything like that. Like it's just a brothel is taxed because yeah, if it's a, if it's like that, you know, yeah, it's hidden under the, uh, the under the uh, um shit <laughs> it's hidden under the fact that they think it's oh it's a massage parlor or it's a beauty parlor yeah them tax dollars is being paid okay now, what you're doing in that beauty parlor that's your business but, gonna you know, mind my business <laughs> but, but yeah it's still just one of those taboo things especially in the black community that people aren't you know they're not more accepting in a way yeah like dating outside of your race back to the whole topic of discussion you know black people are not taught to date white people no that's just something. i went to my homecoming no i went to my military ball mm-hmm. <laughs> my first military ball i went to um with a white guy mm-hmm. and my girl when he got those pictures oh he lost it my grandfather was like why would you even do something like that he's like what is wrong with you why didn't you go with a black guy do you not like black men and And i'm like okay well really i don't like men at all but um, (laughs) since you asked (laughs) grandfather like no it just you know that's who i was talking to at the time so that's who i wanted to go with it i didn't even think about it because i went to so many different schools and i've seen so many different people like i didn't really care about white or black like i i just didn't i've dated white women well okay dated as in like in middle school like we kind of like we it wasn't really dating it wasn't because I, i've never had sex with a white woman um I have, I do have a true fear of white nipples. <laughs> so I've never really had, you know, that, you know, but, you know, I've, I was best friends with white people. I had, you know, white people love me, apparently. So I've never really saw it as an issue. I never really saw, oh, she's black or she's white. So I don't need to be dating her. I don't need to be talking to her, et cetera, et cetera, because it wasn't a big deal for me. Like, I didn't really care. If I think that you're fine, then, like, Angelina Jolie is my crush. She is my celebrity crush. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to deny her because she's not black. <laughs> well, Janet Jackson is my celebrity crush. And when Janet wears those leather tights, I think I feel like I'm a switch sometimes. <laughs> but anyways, that's the point. Um... You know, and I'm military. I was born in Germany, so first people I saw were actually white people anyway. <laughs> you know, aside from family. Um, I'm military, so I've been to multiple schools. I've been, I've seen multiple people, been around multiple races, ethnicities, and backgrounds in general. So it didn't really bother me to see other people. Um, I guess the only weird encounter that I've had with a white person was actually they wanted to actually be black. Like, that was just like... They just wanted to be black so bad. They just try to figure it out scientifically to be black so bad. And I, I find it weird. But, you know, everybody want to be black till it's time to be black. Oh, yeah. So that that's just my thing. Um, <laughs> but um, that, that's really it. When it comes to being fantasized and fetishized and lusted upon. Oh, yeah. 
it's just one of those things that just be mindful how you come off even if you do have true love for another race you know because every every infatuation leads to lust yeah. which leads to liking which could possibly lead to love i mean that's but just- let it be genuine like if you are a white guy who wants to specifically date black women that's your choice that's your prerogative but don't make it seem like it's it's something that you just have to accomplish like just to say you did it just to say oh i got a black girl on my belt or just, just for black guys just to say oh i got i dated a white girl i got a black white girl on my belt i think it really sucks that you know that's 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 the way people think but previously in my group in well in a group i'm not gonna say because i'm not in the group part of the group anymore but it was an all black dominated um ds relationship group and one of the topics were have you ever had a dom or sub of another race and you know all everybody in the group is black like no there was no if you were white you you weren't allowed in the group i mean that's just how they they ran it at the time and everybody was like no because they feel like there were too many differences and I'm, I'm talking 300 plus comments where every black person in that group was like no they didn't have another d or s a part of their relationship of a different race because they felt like there was too many differences that white people would never understand how it feels to be with a black person or you know vice versa so they were like you know no they just they couldn't wrap their minds around the fact that white people would actually want to be with them the fact that white people could actually submit to them or dominate them because they felt like it was a racial thing that if they had a a white dom then you know it would be oh when they go out in public you wearing a, a leash for a white man like you know why you know as other black people they're gonna question especially they don't understand it and it goes back to saying if you don't understand something nine times out of ten you fear everything about it yeah you fear that okay well your black sister is wearing a collar and leash for a white man she must be brainwashed no she can just love him or you know she can just be submitting to him but that's what she wants to do for her man she but he's shown her the care, the love, the respect, the responsibility, everything that it takes to make this dynamic and these relationships work, he just happens to be white. I mean, what, what, what's, what's so wrong with that? So, that's pretty much it. I mean, I feel like being in the DS relationship that we're in... As lesbians, it's already looked frowned upon. Right. <laughs> we're already looked at crazy, but, oh, we're in a DS relationship? Oh, that makes it even worse when it's like, no, okay, you know, I love her with all of my heart. So I'm going to do what make you know, what makes both of us happy is submit to her. Because that's just, that's, that's what I want to do. I like her sometimes. That's, that's <laughs> what I, I guess sometimes. <laughs> that's what I choose to do. That's what I'm choosing to do, you know, within my relationship. It has nothing to do with anyone else. Even in, in, in that all black group, it was more straight people than not. So even when I commented and I told them, you know, no, my DS relationship is with a black woman. They're like, oh, how'd that work? How, how'd you get her to do that? When it's not, how did I get her to do that? It's how did I show her, you know, the love, the respect and the responsibility and the care that it takes to make these dynamics work. I mean, that's not something that you just say, hey, you're kind of cute. I'm going to submit to you and I'm going to wear a collar. Yeah, shirt. no. That's not <laughs> that you just hop into. Even we, we've known each other for almost three years now. And in the first year, it took us probably that whole year to actually come to terms with the attraction between each other. And then, you know, we started dating and then it came out later that either one of us was either even interested in the whole dynamic of the relationship, period. And then it still took us time to say, you know what, 
just because we like each other in this vanilla dynamic of our relationship doesn't mean that we're going to be compatible in this. Like I said, she's a little. I never knew what, I mean, I knew what it was, but I never had a little. I never knew what to expect when it came to that. Yeah, you were like, oh no, I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately I, I cast it down, cast it out because I was like, ah, no. I, but it was more self-doubt in myself because I'm used to being all dom and masculine and, you know, master and all type of things like that. And I didn't know how to be soft. I still have, I still struggle with being soft with her. Prime example last night, she caught attitude. But guess what? I caught attitude too. But I let her go, take her time, take her little bubble bath, do what she was going to do. When I got ready to get up, I gave her a kiss on the forehead and I left it alone. Because it, it, it's not, oh, we got to argue down each other. We got to just, because both of us got attitude. We both Scorpios. <laughs> All right, just a little hit. That, that, that never ended well. That gives you a sneak peek yeah. into our. Yeah. So think about it. Like it's not the easiest thing for me to and submit, we're both especially women. being a black woman. It's hard to submit, especially when it's like, no, you got to be strong. You got to fight for this. You got to fight for that. Da, da, da. If you're constantly fighting for something, you, there, I don't feel like there's a point for it anymore. You shouldn't have to keep having to fight for something. Exactly, and especially if you if it's something that. Both of you say that you want, or that you say that you want, period. You shouldn't have to fight to learn to love you. And, and this is true. And, but sometimes you have to figure out how you want to be loved before you can ask that of somebody else. Too. That's true, too. So, you know, even with previous relationships for myself, my dynamic wasn't a part of that. So, my relationships were one-sided. You know, I, I knew, I know I wanted a sub, but my relationships were one-sided. Pre- my last two previous relationships, they were probably more verbally dominating than I was because I'm not I'm not vocal I really don't talk a lot I'm more standoffish when it comes to things like that so nine times out of ten if they said they wanted something I was just gonna go do it and not say anything back that that's just how I was but I know in in a DS relationship that it don't go that way for me I'm more all right we're gonna do x y and z we're gonna have a plan you're gonna do this you're gonna do that and you know it's gonna be a a mutual decision an agreement a compromise but it's not gonna be you just gonna say jump and I'm gonna say ha ha. No, we're gonna talk about it. But previously, I just let things go because I wasn't satisfied in the other side of my relationship. Yeah, I feel like that that in my relationship as well. I feel like I was missing that dominating, you know, because I dated men and women. So with men, I ha- I had to be the dominant black woman because the men I re- was dating was. <laughs> they just did anything I said <laughs> but it's like I had to be dominating and even if I tried to be submissive I was taken advantage of I was cheated on I was you know played I was you know all this other stuff when I did back down and do what you said so I feel like now you know I I've met my my puzzle piece so to speak it's like okay this is what I've always wanted you know, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to work at it. It's hard, but I'm going to do it. So, you know, I feel like then you still have to try to figure out who you are. Figure out who you are first and then I mean, go you can't on. ask someone to love you if you don't know who you are. Yeah, that's true. So, and you can't ask, you know, and that's why I say take the BDSM test, but also take it every three months or so. So that yeah. way, you know. Once you start to experience things and you start to say, hey, you know, I like being tied up. All right, so you you might have got your 2% rope bunny, but now, three months later, you you like being tied up. You, yeah, you, right. You're tied up every day at work. <laughs> you know, now you're 98% rope bunny. So, you know, you just got to 
be mindful of, of everything that you take in, all the experiences. Get a mentor. Be a mentee. Be a mentor. I mean, if you see someone that you think, hey, and don't just say, hey, hey, you like BDSM, you like kinky sex. Don't walk up nobody and do that. But at the same time, if they come to you and and they're exhibiting signs of little or sub or masochist or anything like that, those roles, especially sub, they're always, no matter what type of work you do. So you can tell when a sub is a sub. Oh, yeah. Because they're going to do everything. Most of the time, in most common workplaces, business workplaces, a sub is a brown noser. They're going to want to know what the boss is doing. They want to know how they're going to keep the boss happy. <laughs> All type of stuff like that. But a dom, they, they got to sit back and watch everybody else do the work. And they're usually a supervisor. They're usually <laughs> a management And a boss. They're the boss. Exactly. And if your boss got a secretary, I can guarantee you they being kinky on the desk. <laughs> but that's not always true. No, it's not always true. But not nine times. We are knocking stuff down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but nine times out of ten, it's, it's the truth. They 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 knocking stuff down in that room back there. But um, all right. So I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Our next topic is gonna be Fifty Shades of Grey in the BDSM community. Um, only because I recently came upon an article article that. A lot of women are disagreeing with this this woman. And if you've ever watched Fifty Shades of Grey, then you know her article says basically that he used money, alcohol, and control to overpower Anastasia in Fifty Shades of Grey. Woo! Which ultimately is true. I mean, yeah. he flashed money at her. He made her, you know, the top of his company. He did actually inebriate her with alcohol mm-hmm. and take advantage of her. And ultimately, that's considered rape. Yep. You know, she said no multiple times. And then, you know, he basically, he didn't really talk her into it because once he found out that she was a virgin, he was like, oh, I'm going to pop this cherry. Like, that was his ultimate goal. <laughs> so if you ever watched Fifty Shades of Grey, and if you haven't watched it, go ahead and watch all three movies. Please watch them in order or you will be lost. <laughs> but um, go ahead and watch the movies. I and definitely you. tune in to our next episode. It'll be sometime Because this will really be, you know, um, a really pretty deep discussion because that's a big thing in the kink community. So look out for our next episode coming up. Bye.